We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Welcome to the Pat Mayo Experience, presented by DraftKings 2022, the Memorial Tournament Picks, Bets, Preview, one and done. Reminder to smash the like button. For the episode, sub to Mayo Media Network, sub to the newsletter, and down in the comment section, you give me your winners, okay? Or just winner. If you want to give two, that's fine too. Make it a top guy and make it a long shot of sorts. And that way we can see who everyone is going. We're going to switch up the format of the show a little bit today, talk about the most obvious bets of the week that people are going to make after we do the recap, and then get into the ranges. I think it's a better formula for us moving forward. we got to switch it up. It's been eight years. we got to switch up the formula just a little bit. Reminder to everyone to play in the DraftKings Listeners League. For the Pat Mayo Experience, link is down in the description. Only 2,500 spots this week. Over 600 of them are already gone based off the research show from Sunday. So go get your spot right now. Go get three of your spots right now and fill that up. Jeff Feinberg, fresh off surgery and a live 125-1 to winner. Congratulations, sir. Yes, Patrick. Yesterday, early, lounging, I hit it. Never big enough, but big. And I'm already worried about getting paid because uh, <laughs> this site like used to hire George St. Pierre and Austin Matthews to do their sponsorships. Now, and now I see Matthew. Now I see it's Matthew Barnaby in their latest commercial. So I'm like a little I'm a little nervous because they annoyed me around the Super Bowl. But I took the best number. Uh, yeah, good. Little little nibble fun. Fun. There are a few of them out there just lingered the whole the whole time. So uh, there. And honestly, by three o'clock, I on, I thought he was winning. I thought he was winning. I texted a buddy. I think he's going to win or a playoff for sure. And then there was a part where I thought he was going to win. So, um, yeah, lucky talked about a pre-tournament. The first comment I made last week when you asked me about the board, I said, why is Sam Burns 10 points behind Max Homa? That's ridiculous. Like, who's this Max Homa? Like Max Homa. 
Uh, I didn't even bet Sam Burns pre-tournament, so, so I didn't even use that advice. But yeah, wild one. Last two weeks on the PGA, Pat, it feels like they've been like European Sundays because we went for a while. It was like top groups are bust, right? It felt that way for a long time, and now it's become the first instance of back-to-back comebacks of seven strokes in consecutive weeks since Brant Snedeker made the comeback on Kyle Stanley at Torrey Pines, and then one of my favorite final rounds of all time, Kyle Stanley coming back from seven strokes the following week on Spencer Levine when he got the cactuses stuck in his ass in Phoenix. So, yeah, shout out to Justin Ray for going back through time and figuring that one out. So it's a bit of an outlier, but yeah, it... it, these comebacks feel very European tour e to me. You're, you're exactly right. Yeah, I feel like I'm watching some Lara Fauble just like drain a bunch of putts. I haven't felt a course change like that literally since Snedeker won that Tory Pines over two days. That's different than from the Snedeker you just referenced. Like, by the time Burns got off, like, the last two hours was impossible for those guys. They couldn't even hit the green with wedges. They were coming. They were hitting their wedges like I would in normal circumstances. Like, oh, that's got a good line. Oh, no, it's 30 yards short. Uh Uh-oh. Exactly. (laughs) Crazy. Wild. And my buddy, my buddy, my big game hunter buddy, you hit the Phil. uh, Not Phil. You hit Phil. PJ last year hit the huge Justin Thomas line. Made a Sam Burns bet 100 to 1 in the morning. Goes golfing. Oh, walks off. Sam Burns tied for the lead. Paul had a comment about the site that you were using, I think. You may have 99 problems now, but getting oh, paid no. won't be a problem. But getting, oh, pardon? getting paid won't be a problem. You, yeah, you probably, the- if you keep it up on them, they will limit you, and they will limit oh. you down to $50 per play on everything site-wide. So I have it's a secret happen, with them, because I'm already we'll limited. a little bit of beating. So it was, um, it's like a $35 bet. It's a nice bet. For what it was but honestly this just carry over from the super bowl because they wanted a stool sample to cash out and i was too lazy to cash that out but now i'm going to put an effort into cashing this out but the let me bet 20 and then if i want more i literally am doing it in like two to five dollar increments like maybe they won't notice but if i ask for like 15 dollars eh, rejected but i can get 15 dollars in three five dollar bets these people this world it's like insane out there in, in the current ecosystem landscape of where we are betting in Canada right now. Like, it's so weird. I know other people, once it becomes it, like once it hits states for the first time, there are a lot of things that happen, you know, there as as well. But, yeah, it's so weird. I saw a couple of the Sam Burns floaters out there. I looked at the board on Sunday morning, and I was the most interested in Mito and Riley. I didn't end up doing anything, but I was like, I think if I was going to go anywhere, it would be these 40-to-1 guys. Maybe something happens at the top of the board, like Sheffler just has an uncharacteristic bad round. And everyone else up there was like, I could see them gagging it away. And for a while, I just thought Riley was going to win. It was nice when Mito started birdie birdie, but everyone was kind of starting birdie birdie until we got to like the final four groups uh, with the two easiest holes on the course. And then I I was actually on the golf course with Tim and he was going on about how no one knows who Davis Riley is. Uh, We just started talking about Davis Riley. Once he got to 11 under, I was following along on Shot Tracker. And then I I checked in next, and he was like, out of bounds. I was like, oh, well, there you go. And then he cursed Scheffler into the playoff. No way you could lose the playoff, Jeff. Couldn't happen. 
I was worried for Burns because Burns hadn't played that golf course. Yes, he played Colonial Country Club yesterday. He did not play that like string of holes he would have needed to play. So amazing. He hit the putt. Fantastic. The first putt he's hit <laughs> in three hours. Um, kind of like the PGA Championship, though, Pat. Like, I'm watching it. I have the position. At 3 o'clock, I think Burns is going to get into the playoff. And then at some point, things start to stabilize. You mentioned Riley Varner. <laughs> I don't want to talk about it because you can't say I just don't want to talk about it. Because he's, he, he's your friend. He's your friend, and he played the back I nine bet on him. Over. He's my friend. I just would have been awesome. Thought he was going to shot make the shit out of that place, and he did for a certain extent, and then it all kind of happens. But then we get to the point, just like last week, where it's like, okay, there's four or five guys here who are all ahead, like at 10 under. They're all ahead of Sam Burns. One of these five players who is playing the best, who, all of them are playing the best this week because they're going off the latest on Sunday. One of them is going to play fine coming home and like do it. But no, no. And, and honestly, you could have made a case where Scheffler finished at like six under instead of in the playoff at nine in some uh, respects, but what a machine he is and what he did with his C game. Like, I don't know if we're not talking about Burns enough, but like Scheffler's C game. Oh my God. What a beast. What a beast. All the other guys wilted like you thought they, I guess, would eventually wilt. But I, I, I was a, actually kind of surprised Brendan Todd played so poorly in the win because it seemed like his game, and now he just kept coming up short. That was the issue. But for someone who drives the ball as straight as he does, who is so good around the green, so good on the greens, I was really surprised at his outcome. Now, he didn't really fall back, but he didn't really go forward at all when he had some Pretty prime opportunities. I thought his putt on 17 was going to fall and that he was oh, going to yeah. get into the playoff as well. And then everyone would have been sent home an unhappy camper once he ended up winning. <laughs> um, But also quickly in hindsight, horrible, like great weeks for Scheffler and Mito. Um, I, I guess Mito didn't finish great, but, you know, just based on like the narrative or especially me, I thought like Justin and Willie – um, might have been the like uh, shows. Listen, they don't invite me back to Western. They're not proud of giving me anything, but shows you where my uh, psycholo uh, psychology degree is worth thinking that. Although I didn't really have a take on Scheffler. I just thought Justin would probably have been my pick if I went to the top. But here we are. And I don't know. I'm excited for Memorial. I'm going to make maybe this is a bold statement, Pat. I'm not saying this means I'm picking a winner because that's hard. I think Memorial's the easiest event to pick a winner on the entire PGA Tour calendar. Really? I am trying to think. I, I hit the winner last year with Cantlay, but I shouldn't have hit the winner last year with Cantlay. You don't have to go north of 50. No. Like, we joke about it for the majors. There's an outlier. There's a dirt McGirt. Lingmer stole one from Rose. Rose was, like, literally kissing his wife, and Lingmer stole it. Um Duffner, but look at look at it's all truly like just great players, generational in the moment to to uh for time. So that's the angle I'm gonna play. Like a power card, probably but in the 20 to 40, like four names. I, I mean, I'll always get talked into a bomb, but I don't know. This event seems like there's a path and it's pretty direct. I want to circle back for a second 
to go to Colonial. Is that three long, ridiculous putts Sam Burns has now made to win tournaments in his career? Or is it two? Because he did it at Valspar like two months ago. Now he's done it again. Those were both in playoffs. When he won in Houston, was that the case? I'm sorry. You don't remember? It's okay. I don't remember. I don't know. I'm not he's just a natural-born winner. Every time we talk about him, I just say, guy's a winner. I don't care if you think the winning score is going to be 25 under par, 5 under par. The guy just exudes what, like, great to see. I know it was a horrible Sunday. Great to see Patrick Reed get just a little Momo. Momo, just right track. You know, maybe some 120 to 1s U.S. Opens. Not crazy if we're on the right track. Um, but but he had that, like, what I believe, like, Reed had or what I love betting Reed. Like, guy's just a winner. I don't care who he's up against. Number one in the world. Like, he just doesn't blink to anybody. Like, winning is his soul. And uh, I- I've said that, and I don't cash enough Sam Burns winning tickets, at least pre-tournament, based on my every week pre-tournament assessment of the man. At least in the last year. Let's talk about Reed for a second. That's now back-to-back good weeks for Reed. He switched. He got rid of the PXG driver. He's back to his old driver. And all of a sudden, shockingly enough, driving the ball well again. The approaches are starting to look a little bit better. We know how hot he can get with the putter. Is he going to win between now and the end of the FedEx Cup playoffs? Because I'm starting to think that he is. I would love it. I was I cheer for him even without money. Him winning feels like I win money. I don't even have to bet on him. I'll feel I'll feel like I'll win money because it'll anger people. Unfortunately for Reed, it's probably so past the point of what he would have to do to qualify for teams again, though. So that that always that bothers me because like Burns and uh, Burns is fully wagoned his way onto a team. Zally's on the team. English is off the team. Burger's off the Webb's team. off Fino's the team. Pardon? Web was Webb on the last Ryder Cup team or not? No, no. Okay. Finau so is like Finau's, teetering, but no. we're getting good summer form, and he's the ultimate good guy, and like they love him. So take, take a hike, Finau. We're not totally take a hike yet. Uh, we're not like as it stands right now, he's taking a hike because you have because here are the guys like new to the team. I mean, the last man on last time was Scheffler. He's now the top guy in points, but, yeah, so he's most he's definitely going to be on the team. Burns is second in points, so he's definitely going to be on the team. Willie. Uh, Willie Z is not is not technically qualified, but I think for sure they would take him over Finau at this point, especially yes. especially in that format. But you also have like Max Homa is currently qualified for the teams. Yeah, fair, true. A lot of golf to play. Nice to see Tony warming up. He's going to have work to do. But yeah, guys have gotten their ass booted. Um, you know, English out of sight, out of mind. I don't think there's not a path back for Berger, but it would take a lot of work. But. But and, you're and, right. And you, a, you also have to think like Cam Young is coming on hard. If he like wins, oh, if, he, if he yeah, wins this yeah. week, he, all of a sudden he's automatically on the team. Buddy. And then your cap, yeah. then your captain's picks are between like DJ Brooks and like those guys who haven't been playing well. Crazy. Let's go. Yes, that's fun. Honestly, if the President's Cup had like this whole new fresh look, they never do it because the guys. I think NBC. There's just so much TV money for the guys that actually make the teams, and it is so prestigious. They never consider like turning the President's Cup into like, let's give young wicked players reps. Um, and maybe that's an insult to the internationals who are getting stronger and, and better. And we see by the weekly PGA leaderboard. So I take that comment back. But 
long-winded way of saying i love a fresh face board that you've just like brought to our attention i love a fresh face looking team i, I don't it. i don't love think that, it. i mean i know that reed wants to be on these teams he loves these sorts of events but i think he's sweating the Ryder cup far more than he's sweating the president's cup i agree but it's just it's it, it's now at the point where like he's gonna have to have some herculean seasons to to do it I well think. not not really because we're still so far out like if he just plays normal Patrick Reed picks up his two wins between now and the president's cup. He should be fine. Didn't do it for him last time. No, he only had the, did he have the two wins or the one? He's got to make the team. The people in charge are not, are not giving him a, a chance. So that's okay. That's okay. He's, he's whatever you make your own bed. Um, I, I would want, new- I would want him. I mean, maybe it, the one real big case against him last time at Whistling Straits was look at the type of players who excel at this course. Patrick Reed, I mean, it's not to say that he wouldn't have played great, but he is just not the typical guy that would play great. It's a lot like the conversation that you and I had before the Ryder Cup in France. Like, they're taking the wrong guys. Like, they should not necessarily go for the big name, big bomber type player. Like, when we at the time, I think we did speak about, I mean, the Scott Brown one was kind of like a joke, but like, Kisner would have been perfect for that team. I think if you bring it over, where what's it, Italy next time? I, I I don't know the course. In Rome. I, I don't know. They the made cor- Dodo and a vice this morning. Oh, good for him. But the biggest thing would be if that course is more tailored to a European style game, I would think that would favor Reed. Like that would be a good captain's pick. Like Webb all of a sudden would be back on the team just based on the type of game that he, I've got this iteration of Webb. He needs to get himself going a little bit, but I think there are certain types of captain's picks that you want to bring to Europe for their courses and certain captain's picks that you want on the USA team. Yeah, I totally um, agree with that. I could also, we could just be at the point where it's just going to be nonstop overwhelming of talent, um, regardless of, of setup. Did, did you get a load of Stalling's mustache? Like, did that make it? I, I just saw him, I was like, what did he? Th- no, he made like four straight Sandies. He was in the sand all day, but like, you know, he, he's got the guns. The guns are back out. You know, he's not being suspended anymore. But now he has this, like, weird half-cop mustache. It was just, like, it was really throwing me for a loop. Maybe I, just haven't nice see- to- I haven't seen him on TV in so long that it was like, huh, that's what he looks like now. Yeah, and listen, I love seeing, like, just the second life for guys that we remember from a past life. And I know he's had his, like, moments where, you know, he's spotted up, but it's, I always like seeing that. Hopefully, you can keep it going. He's top 30, I think, in putting stats this year, Pat, which is Shocking. wild. Uh, I don't think he's ever been inside top 100, maybe, in his entire career. So, good for him. And, oh, my God, just to, like, quickly go into it. So, Varner pars 11, the par 5. And then he's got, like, 18 feet for birdie <laughs> while Stallings is making a mess behind 12. He completely... Shart, sh- uh, he completely shits himself and then everything unwinds for there. Sad, sad, sad face emoji. But up to that point, his putting from inside 10 feet, his scrambling statistics, he was playing amazing. He was playing amazing. Amazing. Oh, Harold. 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 How? When he shoot a 45? And he had two pars to start the nine? It was a tough scene for Big Harry V. He didn't cash his and top. He, didn't, anyone, he, he did not cash his top 20 ticket. 
Yeah. Anyone that like, you know, likes to get deep into the, you know, personalities of these guys or what they show us, like, yeah, I don't know. He's a popular guy, obviously, but he he's a he's a good guy, and and it's just a tough scene because he always talks about like he just craves the moment, like 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 he craves it. And, oh man, even the recovery he made to make bogey on five after going OB. Cause he just got into the lead pad. He puts it OB on five. And then I'm having like, Oh my God. Remember Rev where he tied the lead and then he topped his T ball. Like, come on. I don't, I don't know. He's playing so well. I don't want to pick on him. He's circling. We're circling in the right places. Yeah. But it's not like we've <laughs> seen, we've seen this before from him. It's not like he's circling, trending towards a win that this was his shot and he kind of blew it again. Correct. Coming into this one, he had like three top sixes in his last seven starts. He was he was trending. This was a great shot. Oh, is he is he going to have to do the what we always talked about with Sergio? And it didn't end up being the case. But we talked about before Sergio won the Masters, if he or even Fowler for that point, because Fowler you know was the hot guy that couldn't break through at that post. point to win a major. Yeah. Sam Burns just do yesterday. Yeah, yeah like it, not necessarily that, but y- you would need to. Yeah, it was very much similar to that. Like. Hey, he's in like the sixth to final group. He goes and posts a score and everyone just kind of fucks off in front of him. And then all of a sudden he's the winner. It feels like that's how Varner is going to have to do it. I guess. I mean, like, yeah, you're not wrong. I mean, he has the PGA of Australia win, which isn't a nothing. And he has the Saudi win, which was a hard field. And it wasn't a nothing, but they're not, you know, they're not PGA wins i've seen i've a lot i'm fans of a lot of guys that win all over the world and circle pga wins and never get them norin fleetwood like a lot uh, right there's a lot of them won't no, be the only guy no no a hundred percent but it feels like those guys they're more prolific winners overseas and in yeah, one, well, fleetwood in want a race to dubai and won some like and norin want a bmw uh yeah and he won the yeah. de france the year before the uh, the year of the Ryder cup when it was played there, he outlasted Justin, Justin Thomas and uh, Julian Surrey. Remember him when he was good? Yeah. T- lanky American hit it far. Yeah. Thought he, he was going to, thought he was going to like come over and be bro- like Brooks. Remember because Brooks went to Europe and we're like this guy. Yeah. Here he comes. Julian Surrey. Now, now, it's, uh, now he's like, Hey, yep. w- w- he's like even money to make the cut at the Oman open. Um, now the American that wears that, I think, you know, just a deep web here is that like Jonas Vermeen, just like that huge. I, it's funny you say his name because I remember using him at the U.S. Open in DraftKings last year. And he was on this like really incredible run over in Europe. They were playing that like weird schedule where if you were top 10 in points during their condensed schedule that you got into the field and he was playing lights out, played really not really well at the U.S. Open, but he ended up making the cut. What has happened to that guy? I haven't I haven't seen his no. name in a year's time. No, I think he lingers on leaderboard. He's just one of those European, like some of those guys, they're just brick shit houses that hit it so far and they can contend a lot like that Valkyrie. Uh, like, I don't know. They just dominate off the tees. So there's some events that really work for them, but you left that sky. Now I'm going to pretend to like know what's going on with the European tour, like middling golfer. I'm That would be a lie. You, you don't know is what you're saying? Yeah, I tried to talk my way through it and realized let's just back this. Did did you watch did you watch any of the Euro playoff where Fox blew it? 
People were losing their minds. Um, Perez's agents like a local Jew who's friends with a bunch of people I know. So like I had a lot of people happy that that he won. Um, but yeah, that was a mine. Fox was minus 5,000. I think teeing off on 18, apparently, Pat. Oh, really? And he double bogeyed it. Yeah. He was up three going to a, a, a 18 par five and he doubled it. I'm looking at Verman right now. Yeah, it, it's been a been a struggle bus for old Johan here. Let's see. So far in, he's missed one, two, three, four, five, five of his past six cuts, and he's not playing the PGA Championship. He's playing the Calayuna Championship on the DP World Tour, the My Golf Life Open, hosted by the Pekinwood 2022. Hey, he was T26 at the Magical Kenya Open, so that's not so bad. But he's been, like, bad since he won. He won the Czech Masters last year. Made He was third in Dubai. He was eighth at the Scottish. He made the cut at the... Uh, no, he did. He missed the cut at the U.S. Open. He made the cut at the Open Championship. Then he won like a few weeks after that, and then he's just been garbage ever since. Basically, strange, strange stuff. I like to see Vic Perez back though. Yeah! Wow! What a what a couple! What an insane scene that was. Golf was wild yesterday, man. Wild, wild last week. Feeling it. Now we're going to Jack's place and. And and then we got the RBC and the US Open. Like this is this is all the fields. So all the fields. I, but before we uh, get to Jack's course at Muirfield Village, we talked about the US President's Cup team. Without pulling it up, we're gonna play this family feud style. Can you give me the top twelve in the international point standings right now for that team? Okay, well, I could use a pen, and I'm on meds, so excuse anything. Um, excuse. Neiman, Mito. Neiman is number four. Mito is number eight. Uh, Cam Smith. Is number one. Sung J.M. Number three. Ah, uh, shit. I should be writing down who. I, I'll, I'll, I'll let you know if there's Hideki. a... Hideki. Hideki. Hideki's number two. You're doing good at this. Um, Louie. Louis is number five. How many more South Africans? One. Is it Bez? No, it is not Bez. Bez is... So it's Higo? It's not Higo. Schwartzel? Paul got it right away. No, it's not Schwartzel. He has a win. Does he have a Grace. win? Yeah, I think he won some, like, jobber tournament. But, no, it's not Grace. G Grace also won a jobber tournament. He won, like, Puerto Rico or something. Yeah, I'm going to be really embarrassed because I'm just forgetting, like... Uh... He, he, uh, he had a mustache. He's best known for his pants and his initials. Oh, of course. Wow. Wow. Okay, he's on it. EVR. And now I got to name our boy, Corey. Corey's number seven. Okay, so I'm not doing horrible. Seamus Power. No, Seamus Power would be on the European what? team. He's from Ireland. Oh, yeah, shit. That's <laughs> embarrassing. Embarrassing embarrassing uh there's got to be more aussies no, there's scott's had a nice year there's no way he's not on the team he's, he's number 11 so you have t three that you haven't gotten yet answer boom answers number six you got two you have number 12 and number nine one just so done pretty one, one guy just won on tour really vaulted him up the standings Everything's a blur. He won at the Bunny Ranch. 
for the second straight year. Oh, sure. Yeah. Two wins. KH League and on the team. And then, and then Leishman. That is not Leishman. Leishman's number 50. And this guy, I'm not sure. I mean, I know where he's from, but I'm trying to think proximity to you where he's from. I think Munoz is not. No. It's, why would Munoz be in close proximity to you? Oh, I'm, I was just guessing guys on the team. Oh, Hadwin? It's not Hadwin. It's a man full of magic beans. Oh, yeah, sure. Mac Hughes. Mac okay, Hughes, I, yeah. Mac Hughes no respect for me. I didn't really go deep into Canada. I thought Corey would be it. But, yeah, once KH Lee's on the team. Mac Hughes has those great finishes, right? He's got some great finishes. Yeah, he was. Well, he was in the final group, he I think. The at the Honda. U at the U.S. Open. He was good at the Honda. He finished inside the top 10 at the Open Championship. Like, he has some big major championship results. And missed cuts. So, Matt Jones isn't lurking then? No. No, Matt Jones. Okay. Does, does that surprise? So yeah, that's a fun. That, I don't know. What? What? That's a team. Yes. I name, I'm pretty happy with how I did. Yeah. No, that's that's really good. Tom Hoagie is currently on the uh, the U.S. team right now. <laughs> I doubt that persists after I used him last week in my main one and done, and I think he was 87 over par. That was bad. Bad news from Tom Hoagie. Coming off a nice week too. When Simply Safe Home Security founders Chad and Eleanor Lauren designed their first security system in their kitchen, they did it for a very personal reason. Their friends had just had their home broken into. They were struggling to find a security system that was easy to set up and use, offered reliable, comprehensive protection, and with service plans that were flexible and affordable. So they created Simply Safe so they could feel safe again. Making people safe is what Simply Safe has been doing ever since that moment 15 plus years ago. Simply Safe has highly trained security experts ready whenever you need them, whether that's during a break in, a fire, medical emergency, or even when you're just setting up the system. There's always someone there who has your back to keep you safe and make sure you feel safe. As my listener, you can claim a free indoor security camera plus save 20% on your Simply Safe security system and get your first month free with interactive monitoring service. Visit simplysafe.com/mayo to customize your system and start protecting your home and family today. Again, that's simplysafe.com/mayo. S I M P L I S A F E.com/mayo. All right. You ready to talk about this? Jack's tournament? Yeah, I already made a, a statement that's going to backfire, so let's get into it. So you, you think that someone good is going to win that, this tournament? That is your stance on this? No, I think, like, of all tournaments on tour, it is, it is one of the easier ones to pick a winner. The pocket of winners is... It's an invitational, so the field is smaller, and yeah... I don't think you need to go very far. You could argue you're wasting money. Now, it doesn't mean a guy can't win like live from the big number who's really talented. That's a bit of a a caveat to all this. But pre-tournament, yeah, 50 to what? There's like 22 names. Uh, I agree. And this course was renovated a year ago. Mirrorfield Village, par 72, just a shade. I think it plays just slightly. It depends on the tee boxes. They change them up all the time. It's right around 7,400 yards. Can play a bit shorter, can play a bit longer. Obviously, Cantley beat Morikawa in a playoff a year ago. But Rom was waxing the field up, I think, six or seven strokes after three rounds. And then he got carted off with COVID and he could no longer play. So John Rom should have won this tournament for the second consecutive year. But 
I think we both had Cantlay tickets, so it really worked out in our favor. So whatever you like, think about, that's the one thing I like. Paul brings this up all the time with MMA when a decision doesn't go your way. And I think about it too, like just when your heart gets ripped out on an outright bet, that sometimes it does work in your favor. I'm always about it sometimes works in my favor. It's part of the reason, yeah, I just like to play it even. I, t- I don't really like hedging because it's just going to work out in my favor. And the money I give back hedging, when it works in my favor, it's going to work in my favor. Uh, having to do this each week, um, yeah. So, sure, do I owe one to the memorial gods? I think so. Yes, I, I do. I, think, I guess I, I do. I think you do. I've had my heart ripped out at this tournament. In the past, I think it was was it Cantlay beat both ne- what did he beat Neiman and Byunhan Ann in the playoff, and I had the other two guys. Or was that Bryson who did that? Stupid Bryson! I can't even See, remember. I've had, one. I've actually been quite lucky here because I did have um, Rom, Cantley, Rom, Bryson, not first Cantley. So I've had three of the last four here, um, which I guess leads to my cocky attitude of just pick really good players at Mirfield village and it won't stir you um and it won't stir you wrong and i think in a little bit of the way back we were on hideki together here so i I, um, I remember you telling me one of your first big bets ever that you won was hitting kuchar here like 12 years ago or something like that i just remember that that sticking in my mind yeah kuchar and yeah i used to be a slut for kuchar Way back in the day, going back, lost to- a lot of money chasing like the Kucher major, like a lot of the players you guys see me chasing today. Like when it was supposed to be his time to win one, a lot didn't quite happen. No, no, no. A lot of Masters Open championships, close calls. Never, he never got there. The only one that I really sticks out in my mind that like we had we both had Kucher on was the Speeth Open Championship. That was just depressing. Yeah. That was annoying. Is what it is. Regardless, with the way that the schedule has worked out now that the PGA Championship is in May, that Memorial, now that the WGCs are gone as well, is kind of the number one non-major event. It, like during major season from like masters to open championship. This is the one, this field is incredible this week. So you kind of took the words out of my mouth, even without the scheduling change, you could have always made the case that the Memorial was the number one ranked non major, most prestigious victory. You could have um, Jack walking off, getting the handshake from Jack while he's still alive is a big thing to do with it. Um, in the same way Bay Hill used to bring out everybody for Arnie. And as we know what Riviera has done and will continue to do when winning means your pictures with Tiger. Um, so yeah, this one's the best and, and the milkshakes apparently are really good too. And we'll hear about those, um, a lot, a lot as well, but this is, this is the one. And now you remove the WGCs entirely. This is the biggest non-major you can win in all of 2022. I thought it was interesting because it looked like Justin Thomas was going to play this tournament because he plays this tournament every year, but he's skipping it to play in your backyard next week. So maybe that's just because he played the week before. Now he's a week before major guy. So now every, it would have been five weeks in a row had he have played uh, this week because you know, because he committed to next week and obviously the U S open is the week after he's probably not going to skip that one. So 
I think he just wanted the rest somewhere. It's just strange that he picked this week to rest and not the Canadian Open. And I have a hunch. This is just a hunch. Total hunch. I don't know anything. I certainly have no inside sources in the banking world. <laughs> Would not shock me. Would not shock me, Pat, if next week involved an announcement that Justin Thomas is being named an RBC ambassador. Are they going to strip that away from DJ? No, they can add to the flock. We got to get some more front-end guys. I think it's just... Uh, Justin could use, um, you know, it's time for him to maybe be met with some open arms. I think it would be smart. They host two events, one the week after the Heritage and this. I, I think they're due for a fresh face ambassador. Much love to my guy, HV3, whose posters are uh, across at, him at and bank. Rory are on posters at my club uh, as, as RBC, uh, you know, players, although Rory's not a full on ambassador. I know HV three is, but yeah, I wouldn't be shocked to hear something in the pipeline about that. That's just a off course prediction, but Justin, that maybe week before majors is his thing. He just won playing the week before. That's just what he wants to do. I'm just looking at the, I was, I was trying to figure out who was in the field for the Canadian open. Obviously we'll talk about that during the show next week, but very briefly, Rory, Scheffler, DJ, and Thomas are all playing. Cam Smith is playing and Taylor Pendrith is apparently playing. What happened to that guy? He's been like off for four months. I'm not sure. Only because I'm weird. Uh, last I saw him, he was doing a Harry Rosen commercial. So like, good for him. There was a point of this betting year where it was like, man, do you want to go with Cam Young or do you want to go with Pendrith? Like they were the same odds at 175 to one every single week. And I, I generally sided with Pendrith because that's just who I am. Bad choice. Uh, although Cameron Young, Cameron Young wasn't all that great really until Riviera. But it's just funny that like, he's just completely off the radar. And Cameron Young might be a star. And that's where I want to start this week in terms of the popular bets. Everything that everyone's going to look at is going to be Cameron Young, Cameron Young, Cameron Young. Even when I did the research show on Sunday, I said, hey, you know, who, who are your favorite like bombs of the week? Someone's like, oh, Cameron Young. It's like, Cameron Young is not going to be a bomb at this event. Like Too many people are savvy to what he's up to these days. On DraftKings Sportsbook, he opens at 40 to 1. I've seen him as low as 30 to 1 in some spots. And like, that's the same range as Sung Jay. We had a pretty good week last week, by the way, Horschel, so, Homa. And that's ahead of Neiman, Mito, Scott, Keegan, Bradley. He's right there. I don't know if he's going to be the most popular bet this week, but I think that's when we think about this tournament, I think there are two names that kind of pop off with people that they want to bet this week. And I think he's atop that list for everyone, myself included and everyone out there. The thing is, can you pull the trigger on that? So um, I love starting the conversation here and the things that just like notice us because we do this week in, week out. Yeah, that, last week, my... that, That's going to be the new thing for this yeah, show. Because like, like last week, the thing that stuck out to me right away burns, temp like the Homa burns thing, this blah. So I like this. Let's ride that. Um, let's just go back two weeks, Pat. We caught the boost on Willie at 50, but what would his consensus of number have been? 30, uh, 33. It was like 30, 33, 35. We kind of made the point, like, we're betting Wills Al Torres. We need the same thing. Like, I understand that you could bet Cam Young at 80 to 100. It's the same ask. Um, never won a tournament. We're asking for that first win to be a major. And that was just a polarizing comment because I just remember making. But here we are just two weeks later, and the gap is 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 10 points, not 50, 60 points between Cam Young and and Will Zalatoris. So, um, 
Yeah, we're on that that Cammy Young rocket ship. I remember the Sunday the U.S. Open the week before looking for a future on books. They didn't even have him listed. He now is, he's people's he, choice du jour. Uh, and then he came in the next morning at 66. Now he's the choice du jour to win mem- mem- Memorial. I'd rather. Yeah, I, I might bet it. He's in the range. He's part of the short the short list. Um, like, would you rather bet Cam Young at 40 or Will Zalatoris at 35? That's a decision. I think, I think you can I bet have both. To, you, you can bet both if you wanted to, but for sure. I think keeping the card under 50 or under 60, let's say, because you might catch it all depends on the number that you catch. Like, but yeah, like, and you could like Connors, you could like Riley Berger. I kind I count them like they, they make the cut in guys that I, I give a, um, res, the, the, um, cut, the, the Brooks cut. Let's see. What, what's the best number I can find? Yeah. 40 to one is the best number almost across the board. DraftKings. Yeah. DraftKings has the number. Another place has that number. Maybe you can get the enhanced win once that drops to get it up to like 45. If you really want it. I don't know if I really want, I look at his U S open odds right now. They're 55 to one. That's that's short. Yeah. It's like sometimes guys play well and they kind of hit their ceiling for a bit. Like people were warning about uh Fleetwood last week. Like you're playing well, you're playing well now. Like you're kind of like going closer to your betting ceiling. Like that is that where you want to bet a guy? But if you feel the wind coming, what am I, you know? It's I'm almost betting the same profile as Willie Z without needing as much putt luck. Like just long, straight, deadly accurate, like phew, does it all. The one, and I spoke about this on the research show, so he's coming off a third, second, and third over his past three tournaments, which is really good. Uh, And the only time he really spiked in approach was at the Wells Fargo. He lost strokes putting that week, was great across the board for the PGA Championship. But he's really getting so many strokes off the tee. And weirdly, when you go look at how people navigate Mirrorfield Village, it's not really the the off-the-tee stuff that wins you this tournament. It's the irons, sand saves, maybe. I mean, guys have won this tournament without gaining a stroke putting. Duffner won it by losing strokes putting. But if your irons aren't to the very, very tippy top of the week, like you're going to have some real problems. And he he has yet to show. He's been far more consistent with his irons and positive with his irons, but he's not up in that elite iron territory. Everything else, like his driving is super elite. The putting can be good. The chipping has been really good. That's going to be very helpful here. But the irons would be the one drawback to me where can he get to that level with the elite iron players or is he going to have to cobble too much other stuff together? I'm, I might be betting both. I'll just put that out there. We're starting in this part of the range. Um, I, I like Cam Young a lot. It does feel like a part of it, though, is you're trying to get cocky and call a win at at a number that is maybe shorter than it should be. That being said, form results take the name away. The number you make the case, the number is strong. I, like if you said, I, look I, at these results, look at the stats. I'm taking the name away. And then you put like John Rahm's name beside it. Be like, oh. Also, you know, people do that with like quarterbacks, like who's better, but you don't get to see the name. I don't like the number, but I don't think it's unfair either. I think it's where it should be at this point. It was a lot like the Davis Riley number last week when he was like, yeah, Davis Riley's like ninth and odds at Colonial. That's kind of strange. I know it was a weaker field than this, but it just seemed like he should be 80 to one. And that's how it feels like the breakthrough should be coming for someone like Cameron Young, but he's just there right now. He mentioned three top three finishes in a row. And this has been a tournament historically. When you go back and look at the winners, it's, 
It's a breakthrough win for a lot of guys. 100%. Um, it was the biggest win. Yes. All of these guys, Pat, it was the biggest win of their career when they won it. All of them outside of like Tiger Woods. Um, go back at the list of winners. Hideki, uh, Bryson, Cantley, Rom. This was the biggest win of their career. They had not won their major yet. No, but I, I would contend that Rom's win at Torrey Pines was his win. No, but he hadn't won it yeah, yeah, yet. Yeah, yeah, no, no. He won at Torrey Pines like five years ago. Okay, that's pretty equal. I would, uh, when we do the ranks like off season or like when we've done this before, I do have Memorial ahead of Tory. Tory's in a very elite non-major category prestige. But um, yeah, sure. I would say the field, whatever, equal, but fine. Rom is almost, is a world different, different class of player, maybe entirely. Um, but yeah, no, fair point. It's a uh, win- even going back to, to other guys like uh, Rose and Kucher. Well, Rose never won, did he? Rose lost to Lingmurth. I, had I my- think he won before that, though. Did he? Like in the Tiger, like, yeah. Maybe that was 2010, like... 2010, 9, 11. I can tell you. Yeah, he did. 2010. Good call. He beat your boy Ricky by three strokes. Yeah, it was Stricker's biggest win. It was KJ Choi's. I think that was his biggest win before. Here's the one thing I did notice about a lot of this. And I don't know what the correlation is between these courses, but a lot of guys who have won here have won the Players' Championship. And whether or not you count Hideki's win like Tim does, I don't know. But like Cooch, Tiger, uh, let's see here. Who else do we got? Yeah, maybe it's just those two. Uh, But guys that have played well at the uh, Cooch, yeah, Cooch, Tiger. I guess Stricker didn't end up winning. KJ Choi won the Players' Championship. Uh, I think Kenny Perry ended up winning the Players' Championship at one point. Like, it was just weird to see a lot of the names that have done well at this tournament have done well at Sawgrass, and the two courses couldn't be any more dissimilar. I don't quite get it. I see no correlation. Neither do I. I just I, Whatsoever. Outside of the names, that was really about it. Uh, the other popular bet this week, I think, like, the numbers, stats, everything points to Shane Lowry. The guy hasn't finished worse than T23 this year, and that was at the PGA Championship. Yeah, it's very as consistent as any player on on tour right now uh, at a course that really does fit. you. He won the Bridgestone in Ohio, which is also like a classical tree line, very demanding course, asks a lot of the same things. This is the type of layout. Sometimes I don't like betting Shane Lowry. It's, um, you know... Oh, this new version of Shane Lowry seems like he can compete anywhere, but this is like the prototype, even of far five years ago, like Shane Lowry should play well on this type of course, let alone coming here with maybe as much confidence as he's had in since his open championship. No. I don't, I don't, uh, but disag- do you like him though? Like when we look at the odds at DraftKings sports, I'd rather bet Hideki. Okay, so you'd rather bet Hideki for eight points more. Shane Lowry's 20 to 1 right now. That's the same as Hovland, two points behind Morikawa. Spieth is deeper odds. Smith, Fitzpatrick, Zalatoris. Like, he's sort of a bridge between the top tier and that middle tier. It's, it's, here's the thing that I'm going to go with this week. And I'm going to bet Cameron Smith this week. And I think that he's a great DraftKings play. And I'll talk about that later in the week, obviously. But 
people are going to look at what he did at the PGA Championship and not get the true takeaway from it. It's like, man, he was some disappointing at the PGA Championship despite leading the field tee to green by over two strokes. He just lost a bunch of strokes putting, which is pretty atypical for him. But he has big, like, people talk about how great he is on the greens, but he's a huge, like, one way or the other guy. He either loses a bunch or gains a bunch. He, he very rarely has, like, 0.1 strokes gain putting. It's like five or minus four. That tends to be his range. And they're going to go back and look at the course history for Cameron Smith. He's played this event six times. He has no finish better than T65 with four missed cuts in six starts. I actually think it's a nice buy situation. I don't think he's going to be popular. At DraftKings, he's 22 to one. I think we're going to see 25 or better by the end of the week. I think Cameron Smith is a nice play here. And I think that's that's where I, like, my f- eyes went to him immediately. Once I started thinking about Lowry, I started thinking about Cam Smith. Like, who would you rather have? I think I'll take the guys won twice already this year. Yeah, and, and when you're asking me about those two players, Pat, I would probably like reach my hand up a little higher shelf of quality, like alcohol, and like get a little bit of the better brand in Cam Smith for a few more bucks. You, less bucks it's, it's for, in return. It's, it's for fewer bucks. Like it's on sale for some reason. Yeah, I guess. So I do like totally see, like when like I like everything Lowry's doing. Consistency, DraftKings, placings. Like there's so much there. Cam Smith. I'm really curious how the market's going to develop because I feel like he is a guy that people try not to talk about, but they all want to like roster and bet him in the end. Um, uh, I, I would agree with you. I feel like that is more of a DraftKings type deal, depending on what his price is, because he'll never be priced like Scheffler or Rom. He's always like $1,000 less. That gravitates people towards him. But now that we're talking about outright betting and you can bet him for, as the same number as Spieth, I think people are going to go towards Spieth. I, I do. Or Lowry. <laughs> I have. This will probably be come back to bite me i have no interest in speed this week this really hasn't been a great tournament for him over the years i see myself circling these other names and some of them i'm really embarrassed to tell you what my first thought this week was hit me can't wait no no this might be more embarrassing uh xander Oh, boy, that sounds like fun. Do they change? Is this like Stableford scoring or something? I don't know. But, yeah, Xander, Hovland, Cam Smith uh, would be the guys under 25 um, to 1 that I am looking at. And then behind that, uh, there's a 30 I'm seeing on Hideki. It's Hideki, Will, and Cam Young. So of those six, I think I'm going to land on three or four. I'll probably have to cut a couple closer to the top, but... Um, those were my first, my first thoughts, thoughts this week, Xander, I don't even like talking through it because it's just embarrassing to be honest. So Morikawa is 18 after DraftKings Sportsbook. I'm staring at a 22 on Morikawa right now. And it's a, just a, do you continue to burn money on Morikawa? Like what, what is your, I can, you don't do it as much as I do. Cause I love Morikawa. And I've won a lot of money with Morikawa. It's going to be hard. I'm going to have to give back a lot of money before I'm in the hole betting Colin Morikawa. But just to go look at it again, like the Irons were back last week. But the putting has been an atrocity since the Genesis when he gained seven strokes putting. He gained at the Masters. But other than that, it's been at least two strokes lost in each of his past four tournaments. That's not going to cut it at this course. But... 
we did see at Genesis, I mean, that was one of the reasons against him at Genesis this year. He had lost seven strokes putting in 2021. It's like, well, guy can't figure out these greens. He gained seven strokes putting this year. It's a 14-stroke difference from year to year. He's always putted well on these bent grass greens, whether it be at the workday that he won at this course or even the last two years when he made the cut, didn't play all that well, or lost in a playoff last year. I think 22, potentially up to 25, is a really good number here. There's nothing bad I can say. I would be, if I made the move on Morikawa, I have not been, you see a lot of the stats. I see the stats, I watch it, I'm like, Maybe I should like jump on right now. And by right now, I mean like, come on Monday, let's get on the Morikawa wagon. I've watched this roulette wheel, like hit black with the putter for so many weeks in a row. I can jump in like fresh. I don't feel burned by anything he has done this season yet. Cause I don't think I've placed a cent on him. I have that thought every week. That being said, I prefer to lose my money on Victor Hovland, Pat at the ultimate step up. This is the tournament where so many guys before put on those big boy pants for the first time. Victor, like Victor, just like the best thing Bryson did before here was uh, John Deere. And as Steve Bamford pointed out, Rom was winless in two years. And his last win before that was a goddamn career builder. And before Patrick Cantley won here, the best thing he'd ever done was a goddamn Shriners. I just feel it. So who I want, I, I, I'm with you. I, I like playing this breakthrough angle. It's an angle that we can play and it would not apply. Like there's who wouldn't this apply to on this betting board? It would not apply to Rom. It would not apply to Cantley. It would not apply to Rory. It would not apply to Morikawa or Lowry or Spieth or, or Smith Cam, or Cam Smith or Hideki. So we're looking at, would this be Xander's biggest winner? Like is the Olympics really good? Uh, I think the Olympic people would have to say, no, he's this wouldn't, this would have, it wouldn't be a clear top win, but golf guy, golf guy, golf guy might consider shaking Jack's hand is probably bigger. Getting that trophy from Jack is probably bigger than anything he won in Hawaii, any 30 man tournament, any Olympics with not the best people there. I mean, he did shaking Jack's he, he hand did, might did be win, the greatest. He did win Eastlake. Let's not take that away from him. He won the tour championship. Yeah, with 30 guys, right? Yeah. I'm just saying, I'm not I'm making I'm playing devil's advocate, like okay. of why like golf guy could say no, memorial trumps all of that. I, I would agree with that case, by the way. I do believe this would be the biggest win of his career to date, uh, out of his five wins. I mean, it's better than the Zurich team event. And I would say the tour championship or Olympics would be the closest, but obviously those are weird field events. So yeah, I think that if you wanted to build the narrative for Xander based on the breakthrough aspect of it, I think that completely works. I think it's fringy, but Victor, most definitely. Fitzpatrick, most definitely. Although he has the European yeah. wins for PGA status. This would no, be it would one. be big. Because he, be he has one of those uh, race to Dubai. I don't know if he won the championship. He was in this sucker last year, wasn't he? No, it was, the, he just the, it was the Rom year he was in it. He yeah. Another example, like oh, you lost to Rom. I'm not like holding that against you, but it just was another Sunday where it's like, the things you do well, you didn't do well. You have no chance, Matthew. Come on. Come on, bloke. That was that final round the year that Rom won. It was Rom, Finau, Palmer, and Willett, I think, were the four guys who were the tops on the leaderboard going into it. And that final round was just a disaster for everyone. 
Like it was it was the hardest round since like the the Snedeker final round at Torrey Pines. Rom even <laughs> took a penalty. It didn't matter. Remember, yeah. they thought he like fluffed a ball behind like a green. No, no, th- that was yeah, that was that year. But it, he he didn't end up taking the penalty. He chipped it in. <laughs> oh, <laughs> he's yeah. Any thoughts on Rom? Like, I guess, like, Rom, Rory, we haven't really spoken about them. No one needs to hear our opinions if you want, like, you're not going to hear anything new about them, but, you know, trending differently, but very due. So this is a market play if you really want it. So what I mean by that, DraftKings Sportsbook has better numbers on the beyond 20 to 1 guys, beyond 30 to 1 guys. Whereas other books have much stronger numbers at the very top of the board, where you see Rahm at eight to one to win this tournament on DraftKings Sportsbook, you can get him at ten to one. Rory's right around the same; he's going to be eleven or twelve almost anywhere. But I'm looking at Cantlay eighteen right now, and he's what ten to one, twelve to one at DraftKings Sportsbook. So he's kind of in that range, depending on where you look. He's won this tournament twice in the past five years. Obviously, he shouldn't have won it last year, but he did. So you know, good for him. And he won like three times after that going forward. I. I I don't know. He's been bad recently, but I don't know. Like, do we hold that against him or does he have his certain tracks where he's going to play well? And this is most definitely one of them. I'm an apologist for the guy. So it wouldn't be hard for me to concoct that argument that if you want to bet him, you can just ignore like the PGA championship got him. And this is his bread and butter for whatever reason. The irony is, Pat, when people are like, you can't play at majors, you can't bet them at majors. I always like my default is you can't win Memorial twice. Or even if you want to say you didn't win it twice, you can't come first and second at Memorial twice or and not be able to compete at major championship venues. Like, I don't understand. It doesn't make any sense. Um, I am just rather... I can get Victor to 25. I can play with Xander at 25. I'm just, I don't want to be in front of 20. I'm not, I don't know. I'm not there, but maybe I should be because I did lose money on him at the US Open, at the PGA. Would this be, maybe, I don't know if it would, you probably couldn't even count it as his biggest win because he's won at some big time courses, but should we be taking a look at Homa? Jeez. Like this would be a fun one for Homa. It would be a pretty epic to have Riv and Memorial and like to and, have and, those on and, your... and Quail Hollow. Okay. But to literally be presented with a trophy from Tiger and Jack and put those pictures on your mantle, that's worth like half a major. <laughs> so he wins them twice. We give him credit for having a major victory. On a picture of Tiger handing me the Riviera Genesis trophy and Jack handing me the Memorial trophy is worth half a Wanamaker in terms of people like, that's amazing. Well, a half a Wanamaker, a Wanamaker is empirically measured as a half Rory when he pulls it up. It's, it's half, <laughs> or even a half, it could be a half Justin Thomas at this point because it takes up his entire torso. So he just have a trophy that's like the size of like one of his thighs is what you're saying. Yeah. I remember when Day won his first PGA, his only PGA, we kind of joked, like, doesn't Jason Day strike you as a player that's going to win, like, three or four Wanamakers and none of the other majors? Um, Well, obviously, he's having a hard time doing anything else. Um, And probably the most of our, like, entire time doing this thing, Pat, would you say he is the biggest underachiever in some ways? 
Oh, no. I can think of a guy who is represented by Puma who wears really bright colors. I don't think he had that talent that Jason had. According to you, he did. Yeah, but I, we always acknowledge just liked him. Like, uh, in terms of like a golf, um, anyhow, whatever. Long run. I No, in terms of like talent, a lot of it was manufactured. We went on the debates forever. He's not even better than Hideki. Just wears fun colors. Hideki recently getting into fun kit colors, though. There's a lot of pinks and yellows. Yeah, he does wear that yellow shirt that looks like the generic, not necessarily Walmart, maybe step up from Walmart, but like their workout clothes when you go in. It's like, man, that's bright. That's like the same yellow that he wears on yeah. his like nice shirts. I need to see the Hideki shoe bag because he's got the, he's got the, the matching for everything. For everything. Now, a lot of the other guys, they just wear like the seasonal Nike, Foot, foot Joy, whatever they're being handed nobody color not even polter color coordinates the shoes like hideki to the outfits anyway hideki i guess if there's one guy who wouldn't be the breakthrough for pat 30 to 1 yeah we've seen a lot of multiple champions at this course too over the years like tiger cantley's won it twice tiger's this game won not in a real quality place like you know we're sort of over some level of injury concern and it feels like if there is one we will find out via like some Asian Japanese media tracker, at least before tee off. Um, I could be real tempted with, with this one um, surrounding my other guys looking for breakthroughs. See Nicholas twice, Hale Irwin twice, Greg Norman twice, Tom Watson twice, Tiger five times, Kenny Perry three times, Patrick Hanley Hanley twice. So we've seen a lot of multiple winners at this event over the years. So and yeah. Cantley or Rom, like it would have been twice for either of them. True. I'm really worried about Rom here, as I am every single week, but every single week it comes back not to bite me. So should I be concerned? Worried about him? Oh, that he's finally just going to roar. Yeah, that we're back at, because I thought this was going to happen. We've, we've Ever since he won at Torrey Pines back in the day, and it ended up coming through at the U.S. Open, but every other farmer's insurance open, it's like, oh my God, what if Rom just destroys everyone? And then it doesn't materialize like it feels like rory has one of these in him too where it just clicks for four rounds you're like oh my god rory won by 10 <laughs> maybe that's next week though at the canadian open so we're literally saying i don't care what's going on with john rom we are at the john rom comfort course like get buckled the f up right yeah. that's like yeah yeah that's how it feels at least but i'm not gonna uh -huh. bite on it and i'm not gonna well, I'll pretend not to be scared of it i'm absolutely fucking terrified of it but if it happens it happens it's one of those things I mean, like, there are people that love the top. So just like off the, like you would rather, if you had to make one of these 11, uh, these top, top players, you would take Rom over Rory? Oh, yeah. It, between Rom and Rory, I would take Rom. Yeah, even, geez, because we even see guys who suck. Like, I don't actually mean suck, but like, oh, they're not very good. And then they show up to their comfort courses and like whatever problems they're having literally don't exist for four days. Yeah, and but I, I, I don't see. I don't really feel like that makes that big of a difference with bad players. I do think it really helps out good players over time. Like it was like the Luke Donald at the Heritage thing forever. It's like, oh yeah, he just keeps yeah. showing up the Heritage until he didn't. Then he's like the worst guy in the field because he's not good anymore. Ron, we still know is world class, and maybe this is kind of the injection that he needs to get everything back on track again. So I totally agree with all of your sentiment. I would just say like the outright angle, the number, like it's just, 
he might play great. It's still a short outright number. What if I could tell um, you I would give you Rom at 15 to one right now? Would that be your bet? Is someone going to juice baby sucker? My no, no. I, I'm just telling you what, 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 what would the number have to be to be like, oh yeah. Yeah, you're cool. right. That's the weird thing. That's the, that's like this little internal fight that like, I guess just talking golf betting strategy, like, like 12, I won't do it, but 15 I'm in for sure. And yes, I get that's like a, um, you know, a, a, a nice, a nice chunk, you know, for 20%, but yeah, I think 15, it would definitely enter a conversation. Okay. The odds have already shifted. I'm seeing Xander, uh, you mentioned it, 25, Morikawa, Hovland, 22, Lowry at 25. Uh, There's at other places, at DraftKings. I think it's still pretty static at the moment. The other guys I wanted to mention uh, from the breakthrough front, I really like Neiman this week. We haven't talked about him. I really like Sungjae as well. I thought Sungjae played sneaky good at Colonial. So Neiman was the other guy I certainly was was going to talk about, and which makes me feel like a lot of these bets are just, am I recreating my U.S. Open card? Because if I have Neiman, Will, Victor, um, we're just creating my, Hideki, we're just creating my U.S. Open card minus Justin Thomas. Well, minus Justin Thomas, not in this field, you would have won that one too with Will Zalatora. So it would be fine yeah. if it happens again. Um so yeah, I love Neiman a lot. And you make a great point on maybe discount Sungjae here, Pat. Really could feel like a discount Sungjae. 40 um, is the best in market I'm seeing at DraftKings, but just seeing him come over, play well, had a, what, a three under Sunday in those insane conditions. I like that a lot. So, and that would fit into the breakthrough. So- Neiman gets to tie Homa because he's also got that Riv trophy. So it'd be like... That fun little thing. So the last um, last three times that we've seen Sungjae, obviously he missed the PGA Championship because he may or may not have had COVID, but he was in protocol in South Korea, couldn't do anything about it, couldn't get back. He was eighth at the Masters, and then he was 21st at the Heritage and 15th at the Charles Schwab. Now, you can reverse engineer that to think, hey, Hideki generally plays well at like par 70 courses, par 71 short, generally on Bermuda, but he played well on bent last week, didn't putt well, but that's been his kind of Achilles heel over the past two events. He played well across the board at Augusta at the heritage. He lost four strokes putting, but gained almost 10 T to green. Like the chipping has been amazing. The around the green work, it's been almost the best of his career, the run he's on right now. So he's got that touchback. Then you go to the Charles Schwab, he comes 15th, plays pretty well in bad conditions on Sunday. He lost three strokes putting throughout the course of the week but gained again 9.4 strokes t to green he's not having three strokes putting in his first event in in a while lost three strokes yes yeah that, but that's like oh for like get let get that back you gotta get that back that comes last sometimes yeah no i i agree i just thought it was a, a but again he's sort of like cameron smith when you go look at the course history he's been absolute trash at this event in his career miscut okay. miscut 57th so i have a confession I am, feel like I am more tempted to pull the trigger with a Sungjae at 40 and Neiman 45-50 than Cam Young at, at 40. And that was the roundabout way of why I wanted to start with Cam Young because I kind of feel the same way. I but, Like you said, I, if it ends up but, being the Davis-Riley thing where you're like pinching yourself Sunday, you should have pulled it, and instead we bet Answer and other guys in that range. Well, answer's uh, like 80 right to, on top of, a, answer's like 80 to 1. 
Yeah, no, I'm just talking about last week. Also, right on t- swimming, right around Sam Burns pre-turning. Uh, yeah, you're as it's kind of. I love talking through it with you. We come full circle. I don't know. I won't hate myself. I'll I'll have to accept that I just bet on Sungjae or I bet on Neiman at the number. Um, yeah. Thank you, Pat. Yes. Or or, or I'll be saying. You yeah, on Sunday. Yeah, fuck right. you. I mean, most people tell me that on Sunday. There was actually one guy who did tell me. Uh, apparently, he had used burger over Coke Rack because I talked him off of Coke Rack and onto burger last week. Not that burger was any great shakes whatsoever. Made it on the number. Yeah, he made it on the who? A lot of guys burger. made it on. Yeah, a lot of guys made it on the number. I think he ended up coming. Let's see. Where's burger? T23. Like, not a great week, but he... Something seemed off with him because I watched most of his round on Thursday. He was hitting irons off the tee and just missing the fairway. I was like, what are you doing? You know, How's your burger here, pal? Get it fucking together. Uh, but Kokrak ended up just absolutely imploding. He's like, I was cursing your name on Friday. And like, thank you for Sunday. I was like, well, you don't really need to thank me. It's not like he did very much, but I guess that was nice. I don't know what to do with burger because this would be the biggest win of burger's career as well, wouldn't it? Yeah, Bet him last week. I did too. I feel like a schmuck. But there is one name that I've been circling here. Corey Connors. No, it wasn't Corey Connors, although we can have a... Keegan Bradley. Not Keegan Bradley. And this is why I think that we'll end up getting the better number. Let me check some different places here to see what this number is at. All right, well, that number is 15 points better than at DraftKings. That's good news. What about here? What are we looking at here? Ooh. Oh, Seamus Power is in this field. Good for him. Uh, yeah, so 55 is the best number on the market right now. Why not Mito Pereira? Doesn't he fit the bill? I, I don't hate it. I don't hate it. He showed me so much last week in just... The, the whole, like, John Rom BF Goldfish, like, Mito, if you actually, like, read in anything about Mito, even before Sunday last week, like, he's very much, like, just... Like a go with the flow, easygoing kind of guy. Um, I don't, I don't mind it. We're getting like a. Would, would, would you rather Cameron Young at forty to one or Mito Pereira at fifty-five to one, potentially up to sixty with boosts, or maybe even higher at that point? Or would that be like, hey, top ten, sure, not a win. No, I, right now my mind is thinking win. Um. Yeah, I'd probably take the extra 15, 20 points. Cam Young's probably going to get closer to 35 than stay at 40, too, based on uh Yeah, because, I mean, the, the, re- the results aren't dissimilar by any stretch of the imagination. Like, yeah, it's been third, second, third for Cam Young, but it's been 17th, third, and seventh for Mito. So many people are calling for the Cam Young thing. And I guess me and you are going to sit here and try to call it in a little more expensive version and a little cheaper version, but avoid him. I, and I, I don't even want to say that I'm avoiding him. It just, there's so many red flags. No, you're right. It. We're not ignoring it. Yeah. We're, it's, we're no, this yeah. just, this just feels like, I think there was one year here where we, everyone, literally everyone hyped up Finau. Like this is the Finau breakthrough. It was like 2017 or something like that. There's another guy you can throw onto the list of guys that we've just overrated over the years that we just want them to be better than they are. And they're good, but they're not great. That they, yeah. they kind of missed their window, it felt the like. The difference between Finau and I think some of the other players who we use for comparisons is Finau was such a late bloomer that, like, by the time we noticed him, he was 30. 
Like, so it's not like, do you know what I mean? Like when you're like a top prospect, I feel like that carries more and our expectations based on what now these top prospects are doing no different than when you're drafted in the second round as a quarterback. Now, like you got to just perform eight, 10 years ago, second rounder. No, you didn't. You just can hang out. Russell Wilson wins the Super Bowl as a third rounder. Now you're in the third round. Time to go win, pal. So Mito, I do like. Yeah, it's going to be tough. What Run about it. Corey Connors? What about him? It feels like he hasn't been playing. Oh, the one thing I wanted to bring up was, and again, I went through this on the research show, but past 24 rounds green regulation, one thing I really wanted to do was kind of parse between guys that are gaining a lot in approach and kind of look at where they actually stack up in greens and reg. Because greens and reg are so important this week, mainly because these are the most difficult bunkers greenside on the PGA Tour in terms of proximity to the hole. So even when you're good out of the sand, it's tough to be good out of the sand here. It's sort of a mitigating factor. And the rough is high and thick. It's club catching rough. So the fairways are gigantic. So hit your fairways. But if you can hit these, I mean, they're smaller than average greens, but they're not super tiny. If you can just hit greens and regulation and two putt the entire week, you're going to have a really good week. It's the crooked numbers that come up with hitting into these weird creeks and everything like that. So with all that stuff, Mito's third in greens regulation. Your best, your best man, Xander is fourth. It's Rom, Rory, Mito, Xander, Aaron Wise, Shane Lowry, and the Knights who say, me, Smith. Brennan Steele, Corey Connors, Homa, and 4chan Kim. Then you got Zalatoris and Smalley. <coughs> Excuse me. Still getting over that sickness. It lingers. This Whatever sickness I had, Jeff, it's been lingering. Now my wife is bedridden with whatever it is. And, oh. it's, and it's not COVID. We've all tested positive. It, but it has like every symptom of what COVID is. That sucks. Bad scene out here. Anyway, he's eighth in approach. He's third in greens and regulation. The guy that I would bring up... Uh, against this like Matthew Neesmith for or Corey Connors for example here's a really good one this is the part that I can't couple my mind around and Berger is very much the same way recently Connors is ninth in green regulation over the past 24 rounds he's 52nd in strokes gained approach that feels off right yes very off. So I think you'd want to pair those two things together. Like Berger's the opposite. Berger rates out like pretty well in terms of strokes gained approach, but he's a, like horrendous at greens and regulation. So if he's not hitting the green, he's putting it to like five feet. But if he's not putting it to five feet, he's absolutely just overshooting the green. Like those, I don't want those guys this week. That's bad news. No, but Berger has been good around the green. But yeah, you don't want any part of that. But so should all of this make me think I want Victor or don't want Victor or just bet on Victor thinking I can get 66 greens and reg? Well, he's sort of the opposite. He's second in greens and regulation, 36th in greens and reg. And when he's missing those greens and reg, it does not turn out well. No. And he's, and he's been saving his ass putting too. He's top 10 over that span in both 5 to 10 foot putting and 10 to 15 foot putting. Like that's... Something that's going to inevitably fall back to earth. I would think Hideki would rank really high on, on that metric. Hideki? Let's see. He is 31st in greens and regs, 6th in approach. So, again, he's generating a lot of birdie opportunities, but he's not leaving himself... A lot of, e not I mean, these greens are really tough and they play really fast. There's no easy two putts on this course. But with some of these holes being so difficult that 
leaving yourself a 40 foot two putt is just such an advantage over being in the greenside bunker trying to get it out of the thick rough and leaving yourself a 13 foot par putt like that it's simple that way when you think of a course where like minus 13 minus 14 is probably the winner maybe maybe higher than that like we saw it this week like all I mean, Burns drained a bunch of putts in the final round, but he it's not like he was sticking it to four feet and knocking them in. He was hitting mid-range putts. Like, very easy-to-make-par-type approach shots and hoping, I mean, I, he was probably hoping to drain them, but easy two putts for par. And that's all those guys had to do coming in. Mm-hmm. They couldn't do it. I guarantee you Matthew Fitzpatrick was on his couch yesterday saying, why didn't I play in this <laughs> event? Well, he would have missed the cut when the conditions were easier. Fair. <laughs> <laughs> Fair, fair, uh, fair enough. Uh, if you were, um, to, if you were to go to the bomb range, actually, let's, let's go in between here. Answer, yeah, because an- there's a few names I got to bring up, but I don't know that I can bet. Uh, answers eighty to one. Bryson's a hundred to one. I was watching some Bryson Instagram videos. He keeps saying the wrist is going to get better, but he's been in the field the past two weeks and hasn't played. I, if, I, I, and this is not a good course for him in the current iteration of Bryson. This is a horrible course. He is not the player who won this tournament five years ago. He's not the same guy. No, he is not. I would say all I would have wanted was one start from Bryson, even a bad miscut, and I think I would bet on Bryson. I'm not betting on Bryson's first start, Pat. I'm going to bet on his second start blind, and I want the first start to go horrible. You feel me? Whenever that's going to be. I'm with you. Moving on. I'd want to see something because we fell into that trap at the match play and it just turns out he was still hurt. (laughs) Yeah, I just want him to play. I want him to play poorly, but I just want him to play and then I want to come in the next week. I'll bet on Bryson. Well, if he uh, remi- if he if he doesn't play, well, he's still thirty five to one at the U.S. Open right now. If you wait till week of, he's going to be ninety to one or something like that. Yeah, of course. But if he doesn't play this week, do you think he goes and plays Canada? Or live? I have no idea. Is the live tour still Maybe. happening? Did they release a field? It's still happening. They haven't released the field. It's pretty funny. So answers also down there. I've just been I've been wasting money on answer. I don't know what's going on with that dude. Does Adam Scott do anything? It's just sort of been this this like flat yeah. line of consistency, but nothing that thinks a spike can happen, which is he's not kind even, of unfortunate. He's not even consistent anymore. He was consistent earlier in the year, but what has he been? Miscut thirty second, forty eighth miscut. Like it's been a bad run for him. And his approach um, shots, his approach yeah. play has been horrendous. So let's go farther, because you're right. I'm sort of out on him at the moment. Norrin Woodland sniffing that 80. They're right around answer. Uh, Wise, who's charting at the moment. but uh, And your boy, Siwoo. Yeah, Siwoo had a nice run here last year. He was very good. I don't know if and I'm going to I mean I don't know if I'm going to get to those guys. Like, Woodland and Norrin, I think, of that group, do the most for me. Agreed. But Woodland seems off at the moment. Norrin's been good. I could get behind Norton. Norton missed the cut at the PGA, tilted people. People were so excited for him. If this event was in front of the... Anyhow, Norton might be a good get-back-on spot. If this thing also plays to certain conditions, I could be sucked into that. Oh, oh, people I, used oh to- you know what? Breakthrough, because we saw this, like, Stricker won this a sort of late in career. That was his big win. Uh, Kucher, you mentioned before the players, that he was a bit older. That ended up being his big win. Dirt McGirt, Lingmurth, Duffner even. I know he has the PGA Championship, but this is his. Are you giving us a vet right now? Why not Chris Kirk? Doesn't he fit exactly what we were talking about with, like, uh, I, I, t- I can tell you why not Chris Kirk. That's an easy yeah. answer. But why could he win? 
mean, he does everything you kind of want to see well for this course. I don't know if he's ever played it well, but let's see. Yeah, I mean, over there, he's come fourth, 52nd, 26th a year ago. It, the, whatever reason that he plays Sawgrass really well, I, he has some pretty good finishes. He was fifth the PGA Championship, 15th last week. Like this is a re- at least this is a realistic number for him at this point. It's probably still a bit juiced, but you could probably find triple digits at some point. Yeah, it almost makes you think the '60s on him last week in that field were were, were fantastic. Although that field was no um, pushover. I I'm a big fan of Chris Kirk. I think his win will be a his next win will be one of the better stories in golf in in some time. When you sort of look into what he has been overcoming. Um, yeah, I used to bet him a lot, like even for placings and I should probably get back, get back to that. It does feel like a pretty safe Chris Kirk track. I just don't for the purposes of outright win discussion. Yeah. This, this does not, feel I'm like not, a top 10, top 20, top 30, top 40 type week for some of these guys. Like, yeah, it might be plus 375, but it's better than wasting the 80 to one ticket on Woodland and Noren and those type of guys potentially. Ooh. Any, I mean, we used to, when we started doing this show, as a few times, Day was, like, for an Ohio guy, it's made his home in Ohio. This event has been horrible to him, um, I think. At least, like, his record here has been abysmal. Uh, even in his prime, I want to say. Uh, but does seem to be striking it better. I don't know why I said that. I'm not betting him. We're probably past my bets. But he's just right beside Woodland and Kirk here. So for the bombs, uh, I don't think I'll go outright into this category at all, but I did want to highlight, and maybe this is a better DraftKings discussion that I'll end up having with Ulrich later on or on tomorrow's show, but Kitayama continues to play pretty well. Bad, bad final round at Colonial. That sucked. Neesmith rates out pretty well for this course. CT Pan does as well. And who was the other jabroni? Smalley. Yeah. I don't know why the numbers like Smalley so much, but they do. That's all I got. I don't have a single bomb. Good. Yeah. Smith, Lanto um, were like first looks like 200, but that's that's real, real deep. I'm not. Uh, if I get got by these guys, I'll get got. Brennan Steele, 150. Steele's starting to play better again. And thinking through the type of player that he is yeah the dude can't chip and sometimes he can putt but like good ball striking he's gonna hit it straight and his irons can get really fired up over time someone who is i mean we didn't really talk about a nicholas design someone who's had a lot of success at the uh honda over the years as well uh yeah i think a steel and i'm like yeah steel I see people liking Keegan at, at like 70 to one steal at one fifty. It's uh, poor man's Keegan double the number, right? Yeah, very much so. What is he won the Fortnite twice. He's won Valero Zozo. He was second American express. Interesting. I'm trying to think of the, what are the Nicholas? I suppose, you know what? I'll do that right now as we're speaking. Cause I can sort by this. Because I totally forgot this is a filter on Fantasy National. FantasyNational.com slash Mayo to get yourself 20% off, if you like. I'll sort by past 24 rounds and click on the Jack Nicholas tab. See who pops up. Per round averages, so even to squeak in some of the other players. Overall, Morikawa, Cantley, your boy T. Gala, Rom, Day, Scott, Woodland, Rory, Berger, Sam Ryder, Max Homa, Brennan Steele. 
Victor Hovland are your best players. Overall strokes gained total um, per round on Jack Nicholas courses. Tita Green, Morikawa, Cantley, Mito, Rom and Scott, Hideki, Svensson, Hovland, Zalatoris, and Steele once again. Kitayama is up there too in nine rounds. So Steele and Kitayama are decent. I don't think they're good bombs, but four top 20 plays, I think they're pretty lively. Okay. Streelman, I don't think, has ever missed a cut here either. It's an easy cut to make, though. Only 120 guys. And this is a big one, right? A lot of the the, uh, the backpack of this field is going to some probably USO, the big U.S. Open quality. Um, yeah, next week. Right that, out of this. Streelman missed his first three cuts in his first three appearances and made seven cuts in a row. 18th, 8th, 4th, 13th amongst that mix. Okay. So he has five top 20s. Streelman, write that guy's name down. DraftKings Streelman. See if he's popular or not. Okay, quick picks for the Memorial. I have nothing officially in yet, which is somewhat surprising for me on a on a Monday morning. But I'm trying to be more prudent because I keep losing. So gotta try. That's why I want to switch up the format of the show, talk it through in a different way. I'm hoping this can release something and I can actually hit a fucking winner for once. The five that I have it down to, and I feel pretty good about this. And I'll listen when I do the live show with Tambo on Wednesday. We'll filter through who the final plays are going to be. They'll be in the newsletter as well. Cam Smith, Morikawa at the top. Zalatoris, like that next step down. Neiman and Mito. I, I think those are the five that I I feel very good about this week. I like where your head is at. Um, so I think there's about 25 people who can win this week and just sort of doing the math on what the odds board is. So yeah, but, is yeah but, based but, on- but you're not good at math. Are you sure about that? No, I'm I am not good, but I just done the counting and I pretty much go up to like 60. And it's only if I respect you and you're behind 60, will I allow you to jump in? And some would argue 60 is even pushing it. So my original count was like 18 guys. And and when I say 18, I'm about to name too many players for having cut it down to 18. But Hovland Xander are the two um, like mid 20s in front of the 30s that I like. And then Hideki, Will Zalatoris, um, Hideki, Will Zalatoris, M. Neiman, Mito. And I'm I'm not crossing off Cam Young, but I don't think I'm going to bet Cam Young over those other players unless someone who I respect so much out there like does puts me in a pretzel that I can't get out of re-Cam re Young. Um yeah, so that's about eight names that I'm swimming around to build what's probably going to be a four-man power card. I want to look up Neiman for a second. The approach play has been really, truly terrible over the past two starts. He's been fine overall. Uh, just it's weird that he's been so poor on these approaches at the Byron Nelson and then again at the PGA Championship. I hope that's something that doesn't fester. For one and done. He got bad waved at the PGA. Did he? Yeah. Either way, he still didn't hit his approach. He did everything else. He he didn't hit the bad wave at the Byron Nelson, although I think he was tied for the lead going into the final day and ended up coming T25. That was a disappointment. I am going to take Cam Smith as my one and done. Who are you taking? I can do you have it in front of you? I do. I've definitely used Xander, right? Uh, Xander Shoffley. Yes, you used him at the Farmers Insurance Open where he got you $43,000. Awesome. He's the man. 
I, I like I like how you backed around, Pat. We did a whole conversation, and then as we were pulling in, Sung J M. Have you used Sung J? You've used Sung J. You used him oh! at, at the Arnold Palmer Invitational for one hundred and thirty-one thousand dollars. That's good. Jeez, I've now we're in trouble. Um, I'll take. I'll take Mito, I guess. I'll just ride this form, even though I don't really think I'm even going to bet that. But okay. Here's, oh, here's, the, I, I mean, I'll, I'll bet Mito, but here's the issue. I told you about uh, playing golf with Cust yesterday. 4 0 on the season against Cust now. He's having a real, like, he's 10 shots worse than he was last year somehow. Did, so you beat him by more strokes than Sam Burns beat Sahith Tagala yesterday, which I think was like 17? No, no, I didn't. He had, he had his best round of the year. Like, Cus was shooting, like, 87 to 95 pretty consistently, like, somewhere in that range. And I think yesterday was the first day he broke 100 this year. Like, he's been off. So maybe this is the part of him getting better. He was 98 yesterday. So, no, I did not beat him by 17 strokes. <laughs> but he, okay, did, he, to- he did say that Mito was on his short list for the U.S. Open, though. <laughs> I'm sure he is. Maybe he'll forget about that by two weeks from now, but... Scary stuff for old Mito. Okay. Great commentary. We're doing a show here. Uh, anyway, that will do it on the Pat Mayo experience. I will have the final picks, cheat sheets, everything in the newsletter. DraftKings show tomorrow with Jeff Ulrich uh, and then live with Tambo on Wednesday to break down the ownership, the weather, the final plays, uh, and to talk everything through, plus your questions. you got to be subscribed to the network in order to ask questions, so sub to Mayo Media Network right now. I'm, I'm, pr- <laughs> I'm proud of you for getting through an hour and a half on pain pills. That's, that's pretty good. Yeah, I'm doing all right. I got a good schedule. Um, rocking a lot of content. Lincoln Lawyer pounded through. I didn't know there was like an Easter egg for episodes of Bosch, Pat. Yeah, there's a new Bosch back out. But it's only like four episodes. Oh, is it? I just saw it pop up on Amazon Prime. I was like, oh, yeah, Bosch. So, yeah. That. Crush uh, some of that. Uh, I, oh, I got, I've been listening to Phil's book. Been listening to Phil's book. Is it good? Yeah, I enjoy it. I, I'm sad about it. I'm not, I don't know. I don't want to give me 18 seconds. He said horrible things. Uh, we cheer for fans. We cheer for horrible people in some of these team sports. Horrible people. Phil said horrible things. The smartest guy in the room said something really stupid. The guy who thinks he's the smartest guy in the room said the dumbest thing imaginable. He's an idiot. Doesn't mean like. I don't know. He should be dragged through the mud for saying something stupid. When we let like serial rapists get the biggest quarterback contracts in the history of football. Well, why don't we say alleged and keep it at that? You you might want to walk back that statement a little bit. Sure. Fine. I just mean like, you know, he did something horrible. I think that like we're paying a bigger, he's paying a bigger price than saying something stupid should warrant when his whole career is just loving to talk and say dumb things. He is, got God. Is this going to deprive us of Phil in the booth? Or do you think this all gets forgotten? Like, do we really think the live tour is going to do anything here? Like when, when does Phil, when does it come back around with Phil? Everything is forgiven. Cause that's going to happen. You would hope so. It will. I think a hundred percent will. 
it would be a big mistake for Phil to do his first media appearance at a live event, but that could be the reality of it. It's unfortunate because before he won the PGA, we were, we had those conversations like Phil, like the booth, Phil, the booth, like they could throw like flirt with not Romo money, which is now Brady money, but like Romo money at Phil to do something like, and then there were reports that he reached and they kind of like balked, like, no, you're not worth that. And then he won the PGA. And it's like, oh, my God, like this actually sets up perfectly for like Phil to do everything we want him to do. And now it feels like all that just I don't know. I hope it comes back around. I have no idea. I'm naive enough to think KPNG and Callaway had enough. There was enough equity in the relationships that he could survive them. He could not. So I, I, um, I don't know. And I say everything knowing that the place he's referencing would, would literally cut my head off because I'm Jewish. So like, I don't agree with what he says. I think they're horrible people. They are like, that's how I feel. But I, he said something really stupid. He shouldn't, he didn't do something really stupid. I think that's a big difference. So you would forgive Phil. I know how, I know how this plays out, by the way, of how Phil gets forgiven. You have to have one person. He's on the PGA tour right now. He doesn't play very often. Come out in support of Phil before like the masters next year. And all will be forgiven. Just have Tiger do it. Whether he would, I don't know, but you could probably pay him some money to do it. Yeah, I hope so. And the problem is no one has Phil's back, which kind of shows Pat, like how much people might have really not liked him. Like, like the fact that everyone is like he had so many strikes, I think, within the PGA of things that we didn't know about that. um, Like, there's just no. Yeah, I guess he has no equity in relationships that we were. I was dumb enough to assume equity existed within. That'll do it on the Pat Mayo experience. I have keep forgetting to announce the winners. They know that they've won the giveaways from the PGA championship, but my name is Rob one. I mean, big day for Rob's. My name is Rob on Twitter, Rob underscore one Oh one Oh eight and C rivate 15. They've been contacted. They've got their money. Well, see, Ravate doesn't have his money yet. He has to shoot me his PayPal. But either way, those were the three winners from the giveaway. Uh, in the comment section, let me know what's like to be a fun giveaway because I want to get more reviews. I want to get more subs, all that kind of thing. More subs to the newsletters. Like, what would be an adequate giveaway do you think that would really entice people to do that? I'm talking to the viewers, not necessarily you, Jeff. Although, if you have ideas, it's open season. You can most definitely give them to me. You can leave those down in the comment section. Um, and maybe something like I can like a golf club. Like, would that be more enticing than cash? I don't know. Uh, but we, we need new people because the same people keep doing all the reviews, which I really do appreciate. It really does help. But yeah, we need to get some more people like to widen the net a little bit for this during major season. The U.S. Open is coming up. Have you walked uh, Royal St. George's yet? No. And I don't think I'm going to get out there, unfortunately. I don't know anything about that course at all. I know it hasn't changed. Yeah, um, I knew I knew nothing about it to begin with. Yeah, maybe I'll talk no, to. I don't know. E-Pat. Maybe he'll know. Yeah, he got out there for a for a media day. Um, I'm excited. Hopefully, next Monday we can go early because the Monday qualifiers at my club, uh, which will be hosting the 23 Open. Yes, I've spoken about that before. Yes, it's a great sense of pride. But so I'm really looking forward to just. Uh, 
just uh, loitering the property for the next week's Canadian Open Monday Qualia at my club. It's funny because uh, the club that Tim and Tim and I joined this year hosted the LPGA Canadian Open in like 2005 or something like that. And there was talk about and I hosted the Canadian Amateur a few years back. It was like one of the co-host courses. I don't know if I would want to shut down my course and not be able to play. That pissed me off, I feel. Like, I don't pay dues at the course so they can host a championship. I play dues at the course so I can play the course. I don't know. I, 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 I've I kind of started to side with, like, the old fogies at your course who voted against this now. I get it. We could, we could debate this um, another time. But those old fogies, they're... Well, they only got so much golf left. Can't be they got so off. much money. They could go take their wife on a vacation for 10 to goddamn weeks or just go up to their cottage and play their club link courses. I do not sympathize with these people. Well, how long does it get shut down for? I thought they got shut down for like two months. Uh, no, it's it's like on and off. It's intermittent. Um, I got no I got no issues. Okay. I think it's I think it's great. I think it's um, great. We can get into it another time, but I'm very much uh, for it. Very much. All right. That'll do it for Jeff Feinberg. Follow him at gfeinberg17. Thanks to Paul behind the camera. Thanks to me for being me. And thanks to you. Oh, I have no sympathy for those six-day-a-week fucking players. I, 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 oh, my God. Their faces are running through my mind right now. Oh, my God. There's not an ounce of sympathy I have for these guys. These like 17 people think they run the fucking club because they golf the most. Daddy's rich. I got no sympathy. I don't give a shit. Okay. It's for the betterment of the club. Well, thank you for your thoughts on that. Continue to be you. I like I it. hear Paul laughing at me. Yeah, I, I think he's just laughing in general. <laughs> well, I can hear it, and he doesn't even have a mic on. He might have his mic on. Maybe he opened it up just to have a, have a quick gig and get out of town. I don't know. Watch Paul on the Dogger Pass podcast this week, by the way. It's a UFC, some card, not a pay-per-view, from what I've been told. Anyway, that will do it. I'm Pat Mayo. Thank you for watching. I'll see you next time. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger. For the ones who get it done.